0: This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruwich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act. So you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Riewicz.
1: Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Today's episode is called How to Find and Deliver Impactful Stories genius, not required. As always, I'll kick off today's episode with a short story before introducing my guest. A few months ago, I met with a client to give her some storytelling guidance and encouragement. Halfway through our session, as I offered some tips to make her website more captivating, she smiled and said, easy for you to say, Tom, you're a storytelling genius. I didn't smile back. Instead, I dished out some tough love. If I'm a storytelling genius, I said, it's because I put in the work to become one. If you go through life thinking some people are geniuses, but you're not, you'll always be stuck. You'll never be good enough. You can choose to be good enough. Storytelling for business is not a magic art. It's a skill. You can learn it. It's a practice. You can develop it. It's a habit. You can hone it. It's not reserved for geniuses and creative unicorns. It's there for the taking. If you want to learn and if you want to put in the work. My guest today knows this. Like me, Mark Carpenter has learned the skill, developed the practice, honed the habit. Mark Carpenter is a serial storyteller. Even as a child, he loved to tell stories, mainly to get attention. He leveraged that ability into a career in marketing, communications, and public relations. Then as a college professor, and corporate facilitator. Now he teaches people how to more intentionally tell stories that teach, lead, sell, and inspire to accomplish business and personal goals. He is the co author of the best selling book, Master Storytelling How to Turn Your Experiences into Stories That Teach, Lead, and Inspire. And he's the co creator of the Master Storytelling Workshop. When he's not training, speaking, coaching, or creating new content, Mark is likely hiking or snowshoeing in the mountains near his home in Utah, playing the piano, I do that too, and bragging about his grandchildren or writing children's books. Mark Carpenter, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you so much, Tom. It's so great to be with you. Yeah, I, uh, we, we've talked a, a, quite a bit in advance of this episode. And we absolutely see eye to eye on this thing. So tell me about that client, that prospect who have that same perspective. Oh, storytelling. I'm not a storyteller. I can't do this. You're a genius. I'm not. Uh, all of us who are in this business have run into those folks. Yes.
2: Yeah, as, as I listened to your story, I went, yeah, I know that person. I, I know exactly <laughs> who that person is. I, 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 it could be many different people that I've talked to. And I always tell them, the response I usually give is, tell me what one of your hobbies is. Mm. And, and yeah. they look at me kind of funny and they go, what, what, what do you mean? I said, just tell me one of your hobbies, Tom, we were talking earlier about you snow skiing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it was you, you might say snow skiing. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the first time you went snow skiing, how did you do? Yeah. And, and I just relate it back to any other skill that we learn. Yeah. And I particularly re- relate it to hobbies because that's something we want to do that we have a desire to do. Yeah. So your introduction was beautiful about that. If you have the desire to do it, you'll put in the work to learn from somebody who knows how to structure a story, mm-hmm. and you'll practice it, you'll get feedback from a coach, you'll hone that skill and you'll get better at it over time. But Absolutely. again, like any other skill, you can't be you can't expect yourself to be perfect at it immediately.
1: Yeah, and 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 you don't have to expect that it's some form of magic or alchemy. I mean, it's such a lonely and rotten feeling to sit in front of a computer screen, that blank screen, type once upon a time, and then feel like, now what? And and so many of the people I first meet when we're talking about storytelling, they they think they have to summon a muse. They think that that some magic well of creative genius has to spring forth in order for them to, to tell stories, but it's a craft, it's a skill. And so talk for a moment about the work that you do with your clients and how you help them hone the craft, develop the skill, learn the, learn the process. Well, and the
2: first thing goes back to something you just said, a lot of times people struggle first to say, well, but what story can I tell? Mm-hmm. But what, what, what is the story that this? I, I don't, I don't know any stories. And we really encourage people to take experiences from your life yep. and turn them into stories that teach, lead, sell, and inspire. Yeah, Those are going to be the most relatable stories for people who are listening to you. Yep. Because we, we love stories because we live stories. That's, that's, that's what we do in our lives. And you can pull the extraordinary out of just ordinary experiences of, of your everyday life. Yeah. So yeah. that's the first place that I say is start looking for experiences in your life where you have an emotional reaction. So if something strikes you. It could be fear, anger, hurt, happiness, joy, whatever it happens to be. If you have an emotional reaction to it, there's probably some lesson that can be taught from that story. Mm-hmm. And so start looking for those as the first place to just even know
1: where to start with what's the story I'm going to tell. Yeah yeah i I love that point, Mark. And you know, there's a guy out there named Matt Fury. He's still writing emails and and he was one of the first people out there who began writing daily emails. And a lot of the top marketers looked to Matt Fury and his his strategies and tactics, <clears throat> excuse me, around storytelling and email, as great inspiration. And I heard a Matt Fury seminar. Uh, some years ago. And he he had maybe 10, 12 people with him for a weekend, they paid a lot of money, 10, 20 grand, I don't know what they paid. And one afternoon, and like the second day after he taught them a lot about how to build emails and how to, some of the storytelling techniques, they had gone to lunch at a Thai restaurant. And this is on the seminar tape I'm listening to they he brings them in. And he says, All right, we all had lunch at the you know, at, at Thai town today. And, and here's your assignment in 20 minutes, write an email about lunch and tie it into your product and service. And, you know, you heard a little moaning and groaning in the audience, but 20 minutes later, um, two minutes later in the tape, he begins to read, they begin to read their emails and it just underscores the point that you're talking about any experience, even one that you don't really even think that you've had an emotional reaction. You can, we're all human beings and thus we all have the ability to tell what happened and and shape a story. And even the most mundane thing can be turned into something that you can turn into a a parable, a fable, a a meaningful lesson.
2: I, I often think of comedians, because yeah. great comedians are great storytellers. Yeah. And what do they do? Yeah. They, they take little everyday slices of life yep. and typically exaggerate them some. Now in business mm-hmm. storytelling, I, I encourage you not to do that. But for for comic purposes, they will exaggerate them some. And they're funny because we've all been there. Yeah, we really- We've been in these situations before. Yep. And so we can relate to what they're talking about. Those are the most relatable, funny things that happen are the things that are in real life. And the same thing is true when you're trying to teach a business principle or make a connection on on some important
1: product. It's the everyday slices of life that people can relate to best. Yeah, and there there are two words that you've dropped into this conversation that I think are really critical words. That, that separate the same old blah, blah, frivolous storytelling or boring lecture from powerful storytelling. Word number one was emotion. You talked about emotion a moment ago. Word number two was relate. Uh, I, uh, I sent an email just this morning, in fact, my email list about um, the television show Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. So those shows, uh, Better Call Saul is in its final season. And so its star, uh, Bob Odenkirk, is making the media rounds. And he was asked, he he was a character on Breaking Bad, and then they spun out Better Call Saul as a prequel television show. Mm -hmm. And he was asked by the reporter, uh, a lot of people say, debate which show's better, which one do you think? Of course, he's not going to answer that. But what he did say is that our show, better call sol is different you know the subject matter is not as dramatic and you know there's not as much uh shootout uh gang warfare kind of uh stuff that that's just exciting naturally there's a lot more interior stuff going on and he said a lot of our stuff is really about the ins and outs of law firms and legal profession. And his point in saying that is that the subject matter itself is kind of boring. But he said, through hard work, he said hard work and genius, I don't necessarily agree with the genius part, but he said through hard work, our writers were able to create emotional journeys for our characters that our audience can relate to. And that is a mother statement. You know, that is emotional journeys that the audience can relate to. That's what makes a good television show. That's what makes a good story, and you yeah. you dropped those words in there. And I wanted to pull those out and really emphasize that, and and make that point for our audience because you and I see eye to eye on that. I know. I'm, I'm going to drop another word in there
2: to join yeah. along with those. You know, kind of going to the power of three. So we we'll get yeah. that third word in there. Yeah, absolutely. And that word is intentional. And, yeah, and and that's one that for me it resonates really strongly because, like you said in your introduction. I've told stories all my life and let's face it. We all have, even right. if it's just sitting around the dinner table, answering the question, how was your day today?" You're telling a story of some kind, but the more intentionally you can be about crafting an experience into a real story. So you're not just relating an experience, but you're telling this experience as a story with a purpose Yep. because I want to accomplish this goal. I want to yep. help you understand something. I want to motivate you to action. I want you to feel something about this subject. I want some change to happen at the end. And with that intentionality, storytelling goes from something that we just do as casual conversation, sitting at the bar or around the dinner table to something that can actually accomplish business
1: purposes. Right, right. And and we all experience that all the time. If you go to a house of worship, on a sunday or a saturday or whenever you would go you know the the minister the preacher the priest the, whomever uh is telling intentional stories with a purpose the parable the the lesson the fable the the um you know the the story and and uh we're doing the same thing as marketers we're doing the same thing as business leaders.
2: Absolutely. I, I would even say that we're doing the, things, the same thing as just anyone in business. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I think it from this perspective, if let's say that I'm a, I'm a fairly entry-level employee. Yeah. But I'm gonna have regular meetings with my manager. Well, what's my intention in that meeting? I want my manager to know what I'm doing to contribute to the organization. Yep. To contribute to the team, to con- contribute to the bar- broader organization. Yep. What's the best way to do that? Tell them the story about what I'm doing. Yep. I think a lot of times we sit and they say, "Well, I did this and I did this," and we kind of go down this checklist list of things we did. But if we can tell the story of what we accomplished, yep. who's the first person they remember when they're
1: looking for someone to promote? Precisely precisely, See, and there's a there there's a key element of that, so i'm the employee I'm talking to my supervisor i'm sharing a story about quote accomplishments. The story only resonates and has meaning to my supervisor. If I begin with a knowledge and an understanding of what it is my supervisor wants, what yeah. it is, what it is how it is my supervisor defines accomplishment and progress. And the same applies in marketing. You know, we've we've talked about the fact that a great place to start as a storyteller is with our own slice of life stuff. Yep. You're right. I agree with you 100%. But one of the great mistakes that so many marketers make is they just blab on and on and on about themselves, their origin story, whatever it may be, with no sense of why their audience should care right. and no sense of what it is they're trying to deliver to the audience. So so we always preach this idea that it begins, the story discovery begins with understanding the journey your prospect wishes to take.
2: Absolutely. And then
1: understand how does the slice of your life speak to them in that journey? If right you, that's, that's where the real, magic happens. Yeah, it is. The this, this story is not about the storyteller. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. This,
2: this, and, and, I, and I really believe you're, you're right there. Not surprising. Tom and I are really aligned on things. <laughs> the more <laughs> yeah. we talk, the more we see that. Yeah. But too often, you're right. Business leaders say, I'm going to tell this story to help me look good. Yeah. Well, that goes back to intentionality. What is your intent in telling that story? Yeah. If your intent is to make yourself look good, it's going to fall flat. Yep. Because th- that's not what your audience wants. Your audience doesn't want to <laughs> worship you and, yeah. and see you as some great, wonderful person. They want to be able to meet their needs. Yeah. Whether it's an internal audience as a business leader or an external audience as a salesperson or a marketer, y- you need to talk to their needs. Yeah. And so the story is not about you as the storyteller. It's about your listener and it's about the lesson. It's about the point you're making with that story, which is the other part of intentionality. I think too many people share an experience, and they they wander around in it trying to find a point. (laughs) And and so it's really hard to know where they're going with it. Part of that intentionality is knowing this is what I want to convey for the benefit of my listener. And so... That's going to help me edit that story in a way that gets to that point
1: without wandering around too much. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it goes back to that word that you were talking about relate. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you tell a story and your audience says, well, What's the point? What's this about? What? <laughs> so. Uh, and we've all heard yeah, those stories by the way. You know, yes, we have. <laughs> it, 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 you know, if if your audience is saying, "Huh? What? So what?" It, you are sunk. You're sunk as a leader, you're sunk as a marketer and salesperson. But just again on on marketing cuz that's my my channel here. If your prospect hears your story, you could be the, st- you could be the character in the story. It's a slice of life story about you. But if they hear it and say, whoa, I can relate. Yeah. Or, or, whoa, that, that could be me. This, that could be me. Yeah. There, there it is. Better call Saul. You know, it's it, it, the people who are watching better call Saul are not lawyers who are saying, oh yeah, I really, I get, I experienced that same thing with the brief being rejected by the judge. And no, 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 no. They experience the emotional journey, the fear, the frustration, the the ecstasy, the whatever it may be, and conveying uh, an emotional journey that makes your audience say, "Ah, I get it. I can relate. I see the point." Well, you have you have won the battle, and and now people are leaning in and saying, "Tell me more. I like this guy." And, and it's so, so powerful, Mark. Yeah. And and to that point,
2: with, and it kind of going back to what, where we started, with yeah. people who say, well, I'm just not a good storyteller. This isn't natural <laughs> for me. Yep. One of the things that I always encourage is when you're starting out, learning this process, learning the skill of storytelling, yep. when you get feedback, only ask two questions to start with. What did you like about the story? Mm. That's going to give you a little reinforcement. But the second one was, what do you see as the point of this story? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to help you see, have I crafted this in a way to actually make my point? Yeah. And and that's, to me, the the most important thing. And if somebody says, well, I thought the point of that story was how we overcome difficulty. And you go, oh, no, that's not really what I was trying to (laughs) convey there. Exactly. Then that's a good sign for you. I need to rework this a little bit. It's not a sign to give up. Yeah. It's like when you face plant the first time you're 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 making a, a turn on the skis, you don't say oh, I can't can't do this. I'm I'm never going to do this again. You get up and you do it again, yeah. and you try it a different way. So I, that that is one of the the early coaching things I like to give people is just go to those two questions. If you yeah. get yeah. too deep into it as you're starting, you start getting discouraged. Well, you did this wrong. You did this wrong. You had too many disfluencies. You had this and that and the other it can weigh down on you. Yep. So just start with what did you like about my story? And what did you see as the point? Yeah, because that's what we're trying to get to. Can you connect to those people by
1: making those points? Yeah. So two things I want to observe about that. Number one is did you all notice everyone how Mark told just a little thing about skiing and face planting? (laughs) Yeah, that's a storyteller. He brought he brought the point home by creating that metaphorical connection, that image of face planting and keep going. So that's that's why good storytelling at work. Yeah because
2: I know you're a skier. I'll say that to you. That's right. I might use a different analogy if I'm
1: talking to somebody else. That's right. That's right. Yep. Second thing. Mark didn't say what are the points? Mark said, what is the point? Singular. And so the, the the challenge that I see with so many people who dive into trying their hand at creative content and storytelling is not as often that it's completely muddled and it's unclear, but that they're trying to make five points in one story. And that is, uh, oh, that's, that's hard because, you know, especially the people I work with, they know so much, they want to, they want to communicate something that there's value, the more information, the better, but no one idea, one point zero in on it and build a story to deliver that idea one point that's that's a really critical thing absolutely
2: and and again (laughs) be clear that the point relates to the audience you're talking to Mm -hmm. you you try to get you get try to get too much in there and you get nothing in there that's right because people are going to be going well it could have been about this but it could have been about that yeah and so that that's that's the kind of answer you want to see if you if you're getting when you're practicing your storytelling they're yeah. saying, well, I thought there were like three different points in there. Ooh, yeah. there's a little you, you should have red warning lights going off in your brain at that point, yeah. saying danger, danger, danger.
1: And hone it in. What's the point that you're trying to make? Yeah. And by the way, if your writing coach, if if Mark Carpenter or Tom Ruich or whoever is giving you feedback says to you, well, wait a minute, there are three ideas in this post, not one. Don't, uh, don't be heartbroken. That's great news. You now have three posts or yep. three emails or three social posts, whatever it may be, because every idea can be its own thing. Yeah. And, and,
2: and so why try to put them all in the same thing? Although right. I think we get a little conditioned to that in business. We yep. get these data dumps. We okay. get, I mean, you okay, <laughs> go to buy a car. Yeah. And what's the salesperson going to tell you? Every feature and benefit and the size of the engine and the horsepower and this and that. and the other, they, will, they inundate you with so much information that we feel like, oh, that's what we do in the world. Yeah. And the problem is exactly what we experience when you go to buy a car. Yeah. You come out of the end of that and say, I liked the seats. Yeah, you know, you don't remember all that other stuff, but they've dumped it on you, and it almost gets more distracting than it does enhancing in yeah. building that relationship, and that is a relationship sale, and actually moving to the behavior we want, which is buy the car.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, again, we agree, Mark. Again, we agree. So, we we've, we've used terms here: intentional habit so forth so uh, unsaid so far but but implied is the idea of of system and so describe for us a little bit um, what what is your system or process for storytelling on a continuous basis whether it's social media email whatever what is what is your system or at least a uh, a basic framework for thinking about systematically and habitually delivering and finding and delivering stories the the first thing
2: is something i mentioned earlier look for them yeah watch for them um the look at everyday slices of your life and say, what what could be a story out of this, and I have I, I have an iPad mi- iPad Mini that I keep with me almost everywhere I go, yeah. And so when something hits me like that, I have a little uh, folder in the notes section that it says stories for someday, yeah. And I will just write like a sentence or two of the experience just so I remember it, and then when I know I need a story, I'll look back at that list and say, ooh, could I use that to make this point. The, the other thing about that you can almost reverse engineer it if you know that you need to make a specific point and mm-hmm. I'm thinking in a in a in a business meeting a speech teaching a class leading your team you need some change with your team just take a couple of weeks and hone in on what's an example of a story I could tell of um, being committed yep and I will guarantee you the universe will
1: send it to you i if <laughs> Again, we agree, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, amen. I mean, and and when I talk about this with, with my clients, my prospects, I will talk about sometimes the topic finds the story, which is what you were talking about. You have a topic, you have an idea, you know, you want to communicate that idea. And you think about, hmm, what's something that happened in my life? Or maybe what's a movie? that's a good parable for this or Or a historical situation. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and, and so all of you who are listening, you can think about that, you know, whatever, let's imagine that you're an executive coach. And one of the ideas you want to teach is, delegating and the importance of delegating you, you those who listen to me or who read my emails know that i have a good example of this of working with an executive coach where we found a story to speak to the topic what's some example in your own life that that teaches the importance of delegating you probably could come up with one if you've been a business person and a business leader so the topic can go and find the story but to your first point, about just being in the habit of paying attention, noticing, something interesting happens to you and you you used a key point. I had an emotional reaction to it. You know, I had a, something happens, and you realize, well, okay, there's a story here. Let me think about it. and where's the lesson? And, and, and so oftentimes, the story finds the topic. And I love how, you know, you you basically said the same thing a moment ago. And, and, for me, I think it's, I think it's easier for people who are starting to take the approach of the topic finding the story yeah you know, I agree. I want to talk about delegation. Let me think of an example. Do I have an example? Uh, my own slice of life, an experience I have with a client that can tell the, you know, I can I can tell a client story that that makes the point. But it's actually more interesting and more fun as you dive deeper into this to just let a story begin to flow and literally be writing the story and only after you're partway through do you realize oh here's what i'm going to talk about here's where i'm going to here's the topic i'm going to turn this to and what what's so critical in order to be able to do do that is to know your prospects to know yes. your customers or if you're a business leader to know your employees needs what yeah. whatever know your audience if you know your audience your stories will find the topics yeah that they'll be there. Yeah.
2: And 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 from there, then it's just a matter of structuring it. Yeah. And and structuring it again with that end in mind, with that intent in mind that this is this is where I where I'm trying to get to. And yeah. To your point, sometimes you might be writing out an experience and saying, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm going to write out the experience. And then you go, Oh, this is the point that this is going to make. You will look back through the story and say, Oh, then I don't need to talk about that. And I don't need exactly. to talk about that. Yeah. You will start editing to the intent. Yeah. And so that's a key part of that, too. If I can't, can I just share an an experience that's exactly what you're talking about? Yeah, I had the experience. And it wasn't until reflecting on it that I went, Oh, there's the point. I went to an NBA Summer League game with my son and his five year old son. And it was his five year birthday. Mm -hmm. We went to this game. And it was in one of the big NBA arenas. And so they always, you know, trying to do the hype up thing, you know, during breaks and timeouts and b- between quarters and things like that. Well, one of the things they did is they had a dance contest. Mm-hmm. So kids were jumping up and dancing to getting on the jumbotron I thought, oh, this would be so fun for Everett. If he got on the jumbotron. Mm-hmm. So I said, Everett, get up and dance. And he's showing his moves. Sure enough, he shows up there in the jumbotron. Yeah. Well, at the very end of this break, It circled back to him and it said winner on the screen. (laughs) He won the dance contest. This is what you can do when you're a cute five-year-old willing to just kind of go crazy in front of a crowd. And it was so exciting. We said, "Ever, you won, you won. And he was so excited. Well, they brought us a $25 gift card to the team store. Fantastic. Which my son thought was great because he was going to get him a t-shirt anyway. And so now he gets the t-shirt with his $25 gift card. We picked out the T-shirt. We're getting ready to leave. We take the card out of the five-year-old's hand. And he goes, oh. And so we asked if we could get the card back. And the clerk says, well, there's no value on it. it was, I know. He wanted the card. Yeah. He didn't care about the T-shirt. Yeah. So think about this. Yeah. The point here is, if you know your team members, you're not going to reward them with things that they don't care about, Right reward them with things that are important to them it was important to my son and to me to have the 25 dollars on that gift card you could have given a blank card to this five-year-old and he would have been thrilled yeah because he just cared about the recognition i love it don't take a one-size-fits-all approach to recognizing your people you have to know your people enough to know what is it that they feel rewarded by
1: yeah and the and the great news and in the work that I do, we call knowing your people, the story discovery process. Yeah. And and again, listeners have heard me talk about Eugene Schwartz, the great copywriter who said, copy is not written, copy is assembled. And what he was really getting at is you discover, the real work is in discovering the story, knowing your people, yeah. understanding your audience, getting to what is the journey they wish to take the outcomes they desire, and then understanding the structures in which you're going to put that story. So yeah, you have to understand what's the right structure for an email or a social post or a website or a presentation deck, right, you have, but you have the building blocks, if you have the building blocks, and you understand the structure, both of which don't don't require creative genius. Right, Don't require you to be um, some unicorn. And and there's some people who will try to give you a, here's the 12-step formula to
2: follow or the nine-step process or whatever it happens to be. And to me, that just overcomplicates things. And and it puts people who, who we're talking about who might struggle with storytelling anyway in a position where they go, that's too much. I just can't do that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I always encourage people to just to think of a three-part framework, yeah. where you start with the current state, who are the people that can re- your audience can relate to, and the situation they're in that they can relate to, and then what conflict comes in that puts a worthwhile goal at risk, and how do they overcome that, or yeah. how do they fail to overcome that but learn a lesson from it that they would change next time. Yeah. So there, yeah. Y- if you think of that three-part framework. It's not overly complicated yeah and it makes it more accessible for, for people as they're learning this art of storytelling.
1: Yeah, I think we both fell in love with the rule of three somewhere because my framework is three as well and it's very, <laughs> very similar. It's very, yeah. very similar. it's it's start by understanding where your prospects are, understanding where they want to be, and then articulating how your products or service yeah. are, the bridge that will get them there. So it's so funny and not surprising but you use the word bridge. I was thinking build the bridge between those yeah. two things just yeah. as you were saying that. Yeah. And 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 the power of that in the the power of storytelling in general. We've talked about this outcome of the of the listener, your audience, prospect, your employee, whoever it may be saying, oh, wow, I can relate. You get me. I understand what you're talking about. They lean in and they say, tell me more. Yeah. So from your perspective as a marketer and a salesperson, if a prospect is leaning in and saying, tell me more, you're no longer that pitchy pest. Marketing and sales and, and the conversation is no longer uh, uh, pitching and prodding and, and pushing. It's an act of enabling. It's an act of saying, see, I understand where you are, I understand where you want to go. And yeah. now I'm going to enable that. And yeah, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll go back to the example I used earlier of yeah. when you're an employee talking to your boss about your successes and, and using yeah, storytelling yeah. there. Yeah. It makes you more memorable. And, yeah. and from the marketer or, or salesperson standpoint, That makes you more memorable with your clients. And isn't that what you want? It's the same thing. Your clients are leaning in not just to the product. They're leaning into you. Yeah. And so they remember you as a person because they can connect with you, just as you were saying. And they're going to come back to you, even if they don't buy from
1: you immediately. They will likely come back to you because they will remember you better. That's right. Yeah, the the Heath brothers, uh, Chip Heath, and I forget Dan. the other guy's name. Chip and uh, Dan. Yeah, yeah, Dan and Chip Heath. Exactly. Uh, they wrote a great book, Made to Stick, and they tell a story in that book. And I forget which one of the brothers was the professor at Stanford, but he ran a an experiment where he had his students uh, do presentations, and he gave them instructions, and half the students were expected to give presentations where it was data and information and so on and so forth. And half of the students were told to, um, or or maybe all of the students were told to put this much information and and this much storytelling. But the, the basic idea is that when quizzed after the fact... All of the students could recall some minuscule percentage under 1% or 10, under 10% yeah. single digit percentage. I know this the, study.
2: I think it was 6%.
1: Yeah, of the information details and details of the story, 75, 80%. They, our, our brains are wired to yeah. remember stories yeah. and and to like storytellers. So yeah. in, um, in a similar study, and it,
2: and it ties to this point, but it actually makes, yeah. it, makes an additional one. Um, there were, and I don't remember which university it was, but they put people into three groups and one group, they just gave them the information verbally. Mm-hmm. The second group, they gave them the information and showed it to them in charts and graphs. Mm-hmm. And the third group group, they gave it to them in the form of a story. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that the first two groups were actually roughly equal. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I was surprised by that. I thought the charts and graphs would at least help a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they, they found that the people remembered about the same amount and with about the same accuracy. Mm-hmm. The third group, the storytelling group, remembered more information, more accurately. And the surprising finding was they found it more credible. Mm-hmm. It was more credible than the group that presented with the charts and the graphs. Yeah. And we think that these charts and graphs are going to give us all this great credibility. Yeah, but it's actually the story that lended to the cre- credibility. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't go this far in it, but my perception of that is it's because of that relatability that we're talking about. Yeah. It's because I can connect to you, I can connect to that situation, so I find that more credible.
1: Yeah, there's there's a human bond that is established between the storyteller and the story receiver and we trust storytellers. I mean, think about what we were describing just a moment ago, this idea of having an emotional reaction to the story and, and saying, Oh, you get me, I can relate there. It's bond building, it's trust forming, it's powerful. Yeah. And some of that actually, uh, I'm geeking
2: out on a little bit of the research right now part of that comes from the the physiology that changes in us when we hear stories that we mm-hmm. can relate to. Yep, and yep. Um, you're, I see you smiling. You probably know where I'm going. Yep, uh, yep. Dr. Paul Zak yep, and, exactly. and the research yep. that he's done with the chemical changes that happen in our brains. Yep, and yep. one of the things that story listeners get an increase of when they hear a story that has relatable characters is oxytocin, yep. which is the trust yep. hormone. Yep. I can trust you more. I, it gives me a sense of safety with you when I can relate to the story that you're telling. Yep.
1: Yep. So listeners, what are you waiting for? Get, a, you know, get out there, get, get your story game on, which is a great segue to, Mark, how, how do people... Um, well, first, let me back up a step. Who are the ideal people to reach out to you and to work with you? Who are, who are your ideal? Customers. We, we work with a lot of sales teams. Yeah. So, so people who are in sales who
2: are trying to build relationship sales,
0: mm-hmm. get
2: beyond the features, benefits, facts, and figures. So we work yeah. a lot with relationship set sales and uh, emerging leaders, and particularly around building culture within an organization, mm-hmm. because culture is one of those things that you've you've got to tell the stories. It, it it can't just be words on the wall. It's got to be the behaviors in the hall. Mm-hmm. So what the stories are going to help you understand that culture so that that's some of the primary audiences we work with some also with speakers and facilitators
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, as, as they're teaching uh, that storytelling is, is a super important thing there. Uh, so those are the three primary audiences that we work with and just to, to just kind of double down on what you just said too to your listeners I will say if you're afraid of this just try it. Mm-hmm. Try it in a low-stress, low-risk atmosphere, but just try it and see what the impact is. It might not be as bad as you think it is, and Mm -hmm. you'll probably
1: be better at it than you think you are. Yeah, I, I find that to be very true with the people I work with. They're resistant for various reasons at first, but they come to really fall into it and recognize how natural it is. And I work mostly with experts, people who are experts in their field and and in some way are monetizing that expertise. So it might be coaches, might be consultants, professional service providers, lawyers, accountants, and so on. And one of the points that I emphasize is that in order to deliver the service, You have to do the very things that we're talking about to get the story right. You have to know your client, know what makes them tick, what's frustrating them, where they're stuck. You have to know where they want to go. If you're a coach, a consultant, a, a, a professional service provider, you have to know. And then you have to recognize which aspects of my product and service are going to be the bridge to get you there. And so if you're a strong service provider to begin with, the step forward to frame it in a marketing position is so much more natural than I think some people fear. So I'm grateful to you, Mark, for saying, hey, just just get out there and try it. it'll, It'll come to you much more easily with help from people like Mark, yeah. who can help you put the frameworks together and 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 practice and, and build the habits. So uh, where do the people reach you? How, if they want to get a little more Mark Carpenter, how do they uh, reach out to you, find you? What are some of the resources that they can dive into?
2: First best place is our website, which is mm-hmm. master-storytelling.com. So you have to have a little dash between it, between mm-hmm. master and storytelling, master dash storytelling.com. Um, and I, I'm going to, I hope this is okay. I didn't check with you on this before, okay. but I'd like to offer a free gift to your, Absolutely. to your listeners. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'd like to offer them a free copy of the ebook of master storytelling. Yeah. So if you go to master hyphen, storytelling.com slash podcast gift, mm-hmm. and that's all one word podcast gift, it'll get you to a hidden page just for podcast listeners. Uh, And you can get a free copy of our Master Storytelling ebook. You can also find us, you can find Master Storytelling or me, Mark Carpenter, on LinkedIn. And we have a Master Storytelling Facebook page where I put little tips out there for
1: storytelling. And that's where we're building our communities. Outstanding. All of that that you just mentioned will be in the show notes. So if you didn't scribble that down quickly enough, just check in your your phone or on uh, the story power marketing show website, and you will find the links to all of that. Mark, any parting thoughts before we before we go? I I kind of gave my parting shot, but I'll give it again. Yeah. And that
2: is just try it. Yeah. Just, Just take a step, take a step forward. And and tr- be intentional about your storytelling. Y- you, you, you listeners, I'm speaking to you individually now, you have something to give and you do not do the world a service by holding it back. Mm-hmm. Tell your stories, tell your stories. There's magic in great stories that you will help other people. It's not just about you meeting your goals, it's about you helping other people. Yep. And so take the opportunity to step into it and share your
1: magic with the rest of the world. I couldn't agree more, Mark. This was a, a storytelling love fest. I think you know, two <laughs> two people who are committed to the idea, geeking out on storytelling and. I'm going to after I press stop and uh, recording processes, I think I'm going to spend the rest of the afternoon listening to this again, because I heard so many brilliant things uh, from you. And I just can't wait for the audience to to hear it. If you're listening now or watching now out there in the audience press rewind, listen again, because I guarantee you're going to get something out of it that you missed the first time around. Please, of course, share it with others. It, and uh, Mark Carpenter, I know we're going to cross paths again and again and again down the road.
2: Thanks. So I much. certainly Thank hope so. Tom, yeah. thanks for joining uh, or having me join you. And thanks to all your listeners for, for spending some time with us.
0: For listening to the Story Power Marketing show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com/resources where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails. Download free business building resources and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com/resources. To help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.